9.43 and Neville's on the line from Kaiapoi. Good morning, Neville. You'd be pretty happy with Ryan Fox, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing effort. I just firstly just want to say it's lovely to see the Warriors actually, you know, um, doing the doing the business with that, that coach. He's obviously um, an outstanding yeah, Fox, what a, what a, it was unbelievable, really. I mean, after that triple bogey, you thought, oh, dear, he's really um, throwing it away. But, um, and, and, the, and the annoying thing was you didn't actually see what happened. Um, I'm assuming he obviously went out of bounds and and then just basically bogeyed the, the next lot, so he ended up with a triple, but... The two aspects of his game that have obviously really hit oil were his iron shots. Um, mm. he, he was regularly within 10 to 15 or even closer, of course, from the pin. But then his other, the other um, thing that was working so well was his putting. I would imagine his stats, he would have probably been number one in putting because he only had 98 putts in four rounds. So that's mm. an average of 24 and a half a round, and that is outstanding. Um, but what a guy. I mean, he's the perfect advertisement for any youngster who wants to play golf. He doesn't muck around. He just plays the game. He's pleasant talking to people, and when he's interviewed, he's just an absolute credit to the game, to himself, to his family. Yeah, I just can't say any more about him. He's just, just well, wonderful. That, that was a magnificent field he beat. The entire European Ryder Cup field he beat. Um, and coming down the stretch, two of them were really going at him. Ty- Tyrell Hatton, of course, and John Rahm were right there, right there next to him on the leaderboard. And uh, I, I just thought, and Ryan Fox likes to play at pace. He doesn't like sitting around. He's a, he, he loves to play at pace, and that was very slow. I watched the last five holes. It was very slow because of the rain, uh, because of the fact that they finish on par five, so people have to make up their mind where they're going to go for it, so they wait. Um, and that wouldn't have suited uh, him at all, Neville, but, God, he got through it beautifully. But on that last hole, I mean, look how quick he set up for the putt. Um, mm. You know, Rye had his putt, and then almost immediately Ryan's there ready to putt. And that's mm. one of the things that's so good about him. He he doesn't muck around it. He sizes up his putt while the other guys are putting. But I must say my heart was in my mouth on that last putt. I thought he sunk everything else. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. That was no, just it was so just cool. It was just, just put the icing on a fantastic weekend cake of sport, really, for me. Anyway, Neville, thanks so much for your call. Hey, John, John, how'd you enjoy that Warriors performance? Oh, bloody amazing, mate. Bloody amazing. I was actually gutted. I had to give my tickets away at a bit of a family function, but <clears throat> I actually listened to Kempi and, and the crew on, on, on the radio. Uh, it's just the atmosphere and then watched it. The atmosphere was just electric, wasn't it? Just electric. Well, it was, that, that, that it was just... Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. John and uh, Sam, Sammy and Kempe, as they have done throughout the season, magnificent magnificent job reflecting it as well. It was just, uh, it was well well and truly portrayed. But I, I just thought it was, I, I went through the team lists and I thought to myself, was there anyone that was a bit marginal in terms of their performance? No. 
No, every no single way. one of them. Brilliant. Yeah. And how about how about Rocco Berry, mate? He has just mm. come on leaps and bounds. Him and Pompey, actually. I remember last year I was looking at our centre combination thinking, man, these two wouldn't even make the um, reserve grade. And now they're just playing out of their skins and they'll probably get named in that New Zealand A or Kiwi squad coming up at the end of the year. And full credit to them. Um, but, you know, I heard you talking about golf, Dad. The uh, performance from that young boy from Taneatua. 12 years old and I winning s- the Nationals. I saw that. He's, um, he's played, what, three times or four times he's played golf? Yeah, and um, he, he has autism and they don't even have a golf course in Taneatua. And also, he couldn't even afford golf clubs. So he had to borrow some. And then he wins the Nationals. So that's just amazing, really. That is freakish. It's honestly amazing. It is, it, it is absolutely freakish. You're right there. Um, just getting, yeah. I, I, I did read that. I, I, just getting back to um, the, the Warriors, you know, I, as I mentioned in my sermon, I was looking at the face of Andrew Webster as he made his way uh, down oh. um, towards the ground. And whilst he was, you could tell he was, he was pretty satisfied with what his team has just done. He doesn't look like, for him anyway, business is anywhere near over yet. It's, you know, if you look that, took that look on his face. No way, no way, mate. And, you know, in, in years gone by, just making the top eight, that would have been enough for Warriors fans, for the Warriors themselves. But just looking yeah. at the coach, looking at the individuals, looking at the organisation, um, they sent something here. They're going to Suncorp Stadium, 52,000 people. It will be a cauldron, but it will probably be a cauldron for the Broncos. Because I called my cousin the other day and he's already bought 30 tickets. And all of his mates are all Kiwis and they're already buying tickets. So it sounds like it'll probably be a, more of a Kiwi crowd than a Brisbane crowd, mate. Up the Waz has gone global, John. It's gone global and it'll be, in, it'll be at Suncorp. It'll be absolutely yeah. fantastic to be there. So, uh, hey, thanks for your call, mate. Appre- appreciate it. Just brilliant. Cliff, uh, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Yeah, yeah, no, the Waratahs. I, I only saw the second half. I was on duty at the golf club, so. But but yeah, the war the uh, Warriors have they've got such a, uh, you know, the backing of them is amazing. You know, it's like rugby was in the nineties. The Warriors people were in, in behind, and they will get a big crowd at SunCorp of of Kiwis. I lived over there twenty odd years ago, and. Yeah, whenever whenever somebody played over there, they certainly turned up, and uh, it was good. But uh, you know, going on about Foxy, I watched a lot of golf in the weekend. I didn't watch any rugby really at all, which didn't really disappoint me because there wasn't a lot on. But what a what a what a genuine sort of a rooster, you know. The guy spoke to him after not long after he, I think he'd had the triple bogey. Um, he just just comes across as a as that sort of bloke that you just want to succeed and you know yeah. he beat the, he beat the whole field out there of the Ryder Cup boys to come in and and to put post that score get ahead of Ram and them and Hatton the other fellow yeah Egbert he you know, he got got himself in a cut in a problem early in the round and just struggled you know I think the wind he just played very technically. But when the wind was there and the rain, it probably never helped him at all. But uh, yeah, hats off to Foxy. You know, just can't can't think highly of the guy. You know, he's he's just a credit to New Zealand. He's uh, 
he's got to be up there now already as a, you know, because he's lost his father-in-law. He's, he's had to come home and deal with his wife, you know, they, they had their baby, and then to lose his father-in-law, you know, how much can he can you put into to a, this year for him to do that? You know, if I haven't lost my father-in-law at a young fella like that, you just want to take a lot of time out, but credit to him, you know, credit to him. Yeah. Absolutely, Cliff. It was nice to see his family um, behind the 18th green as well. Um, that was uh, really moving. Um, and, you know, you're right, absolutely special. And let's not forget, last week he was third, tied third in the Irish Open. Wow, what a fortnight. Unbelievable. G'day, Zane. Long time no here. Now, here's a good goal for folks. Zane from Parapara Umu. Mate, sorry, I've been, um, been a bit tied up over listening to the bloody rugby legal winter here, but I thought, now I've got to give Smithy a call after that effort on the weekend, mate. Um, I ended up going to the game, luckily, uh, my 50th birthday, celebrated with 26,000 screaming Warriors fans, my man. Life-changing. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that that Brilliant. was the best live event I've ever been to in my life, bar none, and I've been to all kinds of stuff over the years. That atmosphere, it's something I've always dreamed of New Zealand is finally getting behind a team and having the confidence and sing and, you know, sing with passion. Uh, yeah. It was just uh, you can't you can't describe it. And I don't think the TV did justice to it. It was probably fifty percent louder in, in the real world. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, I, I'm so happy for you. So happy to celebrate. Oh. You'll never forget that birthday. Oh, I tell you, mate, and Ryan Fox as well. What a complete opposite last weekend. For I mean, I know he did all right last week, but him to get the win, the ABs to get the win, Fiji to get the win, Warriors to get the win. Plenty to celebrate. Mm. Oh, there is. Uh, well, we've got um, plenty to talk about throughout the morning, Zane. Uh, great, uh, great to hear from you. I'd uh, love to hear every time you call, mate. Uh, so please don't be a stranger. Zane from Parapara Umu, folks, who knows that course back to front.